eating schedule is fucking whack as hell right now. Just try to go, uh, eat when I'm hungry. Yeah, that's about where I'm at, pretty much. And it just so happens that I the the times that I'm hungry are normal human eating times. <laughs> normal human eating times as prescribed by the system. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any funny quirks about eating at weird times. I'm a normie when it comes to eating at a time. You're normally when it comes to eating at a time, but you are maybe the hungriest person that I know. And that not in the in yeah. that you like even eat that much more than anybody else I know, but you feel hungry more often than by far anyone that I know. It's because um I made a deal with the devil and they uh they left a lust, not lust, gluttony in my tummy tumbo. Isn't all, aren't all sins just sort of a lust for something? I mean, that's literally all the sins is I want something. That's literally yeah. all of them. Except for wrath, I guess. Wrath is just I'm angry. Yeah. I'm Okay, I want to dive into this though for a second. Though. Yeah, let's, let's dive into this. Let's what, talk about the sins. Why is wrath even really a sin? And, well, like, that's the thing is most of the sins aren't even sins really. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, there are definite boundaries for all of these things. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's fine to be a little lusty. It's fine to be a little gluttonous. Yeah, sometimes. it's fine to be horny. It's fine to eat food. It's fine to fucking want material possessions. It's fine to um be sleepy and want to relax all the time. It's okay. It's oh, fine right, to be sloth. fucking angry. For for a second, yeah. I was like, "What's the sleeping one?" I I didn't. <laughs> is being tired a sin? No, it's sloth. I gotcha. <laughs> sloth being considered a sin is just fucking worker exploitation. If you really get down to it. No, yeah, literally, that's what it's like. If you think of, I don't know shit about. I don't know about the history of sins, but I know it stems from like some sort of religious bullshit that is just like <laughs> expectations yes. of yes. what what God sees as bad. Like that's why they see lust as a sin is because right. they think that you have to be pure and bullshit like that. Is the idea that God wants people to not be horny so that more immaculate conceptions can happen? Is that is that is that his deal? There's I don't a, know there's, what that means. You, the fucking immaculate, how Jesus was born. Oh, like being pregnant without having sex? Yeah, that's what immaculate, well, it, it's a very gendered, gender normative term, but that is what the immaculate conception is in like the Bible is Jesus was like, is the son of God, but Mary was a virgin. Yeah. The whole shit's weird. The whole shit is weird. And that's what I'm the getting whole shit's at. weird. Yeah, right. Is is I think is I think the sins are like if yeah if you take them to ex extreme extremes where you have an endless um unsatiable um hunger for all those things and you would do anything and you would hurt anyone to get those then yeah that's that's pretty sinful but just as like humanity wise like being a human like. Yes, that those are still bad once taken to extremities, but like just like the act of doing them themselves, like you're fucking fine, bro. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, just and be, just and also, cool. but also it's like welcome to our theology corner. Apparently, it's these two <laughs> dumbasses who don't have never read the Bible. Yeah, not, we're trying to wrap our head around this shit. That we church. have no facts, no history, I, no research I, I, whatsoever. I, we're just like pulling it out of our heads. I, and I want to be clear, like I'm not I'm not against the idea of religion and spirituality. Uh, you know, people have their own like oh, yeah, beliefs for sure. and whatever. You know, it's like the difference between spirituality and organized religion, I suppose. But just like the idea of religious figures turning themselves into the like moral authority between behind like what is acceptable and what isn't doesn't actually put faith in the hands of you know something that you actually believe in it just becomes community leaders uh holding a sword over your head 
for no reason. Basically, just <laughs> do it. Do, do as you feel, you know, like have that be your own personal guiding light. And this is this is, again, coming from two people who were never really religious. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fully don't trust me or Amy on anything regarding religion. We are not qualified. We're not qualified for this. Oh my god. Hey, welcome to Enchanting Aspects, by hey, the way. Hey, welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where um, your aspects, <laughs> get ready, they're about to be enchanted. Um, This is a podcast where every week, me and my lovely friend Jupiter get to talk each about a specific part or aspect of stuff that we like. And this week... Jupiter, it's your turn. Hi, i i wanna I wanna throw something at you really quick about the intro. Ah, duck! I ducked because you just threw something at me. Okay, well, I guess then uh, never mind. You don't get to hear it because <laughs> because yeah, I missed. Oh, I should have catched it, huh? <laughs> you know what? If your instinct was to duck, then that means that we need to like, you know, more firmly establish. <laughs> that level of trust and that's okay um okay throw it again throw it again okay my hands out okay here we go nice you went long i went long i had to run so far yeah it took me a while to get back here i okay so i thought about I, I was thinking about this and it's like, you know, our tagline, we say it every we say it different every time. It's a little bit of a mouthful and we hate saying the word media. Yeah, we do say hate. Yeah. And I was like, what if it was just like, I don't know, appreciating the the tiny details in art? What if we just art. Yeah. Why not? Art. Why not the word art? Cuz that's pretty that's broad. That's pretty broad. It is broad. It is very broad. I I'm gonna think about it. Fucking what if it's art? Is all I'm saying is that it might be art. Is it art? It might be art. Is it fart? If it farts, it arts. It's, if you fart, you're art. <laughs> you know, people have been. You know, there was a long conversation for a while about like our video games <laughs> art, and you know what? The answer is no, because none of them fart. That's not true. There are some video games that you can fart in. For sure there are video games that you can fart in, but the video games themselves do not fart. Oh, I maybe I should have made myself more clear. If there's if there's a fart of any kind within that that thing, then it's art. See, this is why if, they don't If like... you fart, if you fart while you're absorbing it, uh, observing it, it's art. This is why they don't let you actually like near the Mona Lisa. You can only take exactly pictures. is because if you get near it, you'll notice that she's constantly farting, and it's just the nastiest smell. I swear to God, there's gotta be some sort of pun that you could use with the word flatulence in like art. I don't I'll get back to you. Get get back to me on that. Hey, uh, do you want to talk about my thing? Yeah, let me talk about your thing. Hey, everybody, Jupiter's thing this week. You know, I know it's crazy. But it's the it's the very first uh, Garfield comic strip that ever came out. <laughs> I think you know what it might actually be fun to do an episode where we where each of our things <gasps> is just yeah! the, is just the Garfield comic that came out on our birthday. Oh, I hate you! I thought you were about to say <laughs> I thought you were about to say we should do an episode where we each guess an aspect that we think the other person would like a lot. <laughs> That's more that's more fun. That's more fun than just a fucking Garfield thing that came on our bro- I still want to do that though. Just okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um uh so, uh the thing that I want to talk about this week, you know, we had all of our deep conversations about uh, religion for some reason and art. <laughs> um yeah, the art one was real deep. Yeah, it went, went real deep. Uh, and so I'm here to talk about uh, a man getting hit in the balls by a hacky sack. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's the that's what I'm talking about this week, and I've committed. I've committed to it now. <laughs> I'm I'm committed too. Tell me more. So, um, I want to talk about a little scene that is in a music video by a oh, band. Oh fuck. By a band called Brockhampton. Okay. 
I thought uh, Brockhampton was a person. You've known me for how long? I thought that was just the name of the person. Brock no. <laughs> okay. Huh. Brockhampton is a boy band. Oh, okay. They're like uh a like rap pop like experimental electronic boy band. Okay. Um and we're not going to be listening to any of their songs today. We're just going to be watching this one part. <laughs> okay. So, okay, let me let me explain. Okay. This is, comes off of Sweet, off of Saturation 2, part of the Saturation Trilogy. Uh, but, like, for sure, their more recent shit, especially Ginger, their most recent album, is for sure their best album. It's really, really good. Um, but back during the Saturation Trilogy, which was a series of three albums that were released over, like, the summer and fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. So they released three full-length albums over the course of, like, a, like half a year. Hell yeah. Uh, which was basically their way of being like, okay, we're just going to completely spam out the year to get our name as far the fuck out there as possible. And, like, mm-hmm. basically cheat the system to get, like, to quick start their careers. <laughs> G- gamer hacking the... the- uh, musical industry for sure uh in in sort of a similar way that like uh like little nas x also very much exploited the system to get very popular very quickly which is fully no diss it's literally an, an economic like getting out of a bad situation sort of thing um mm-hmm. but at any rate uh at the they released all of these music videos just very very quickly uh, over these album cycles uh and the music videos are all like very like interesting have their have like some really strong concepts uh very like artsy but kind of grungy and high concept high execution really low resources mm-hmm uh, which is very, very cool. Like, genuinely, the stuff that they did was very, very cool. And Art Still Doing is very, very cool. Um, and one of the things that they did during uh, this, during the Saturation Trilogy, is they had their friend, I, I don't know the, necessarily the relationship, the whole Brockhampton group is like, well, first off, at this time, it was like 30 members uh, oh fuck. yeah what like holy shit like around whatever like seven performing members six or seven performing members a bunch of producers um makeup and photography and uh all that sorts of shit and nowadays i think their numbers have like pared down uh to like something like 12 or 15 members Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, still like very, like they, like they do everything in house fully, mm-hmm. uh, Damn. clothing designers, like a hundred percent. Uh, so like at this time, all of these fucking members were living in like one house in California and just making all these fucking videos and making all this music to be like, okay, like we're going to jumpstart a career and also we're get- going to get money to get out of this house. Yeah. Jesus. So they, yeah, they had their, um, their like friend, bandmate Roberto, uh, who I fully don't know what his job is at Brockhampton, but he seems to still be around. During the Saturation Trilogy at the start of the music videos, he would like have a little scene, which was Roberto coming in, um, saying, uh, a line that's sort of like, relates to the song in some way or the theme of the video uh in spanish and he also had uh uh little like scenes that he would say in spanish uh mm-hmm. uh on the album as well the roberto opening for sweet is very different from their usual openings for these music videos because it totally it it feels like it was not supposed to happen, but it happened, and then they put it on the video. We're going to go ahead and, and watch it right now. Just watch the, the opening to this song. And 
I don't know what Amy's going to do about the audio because the audio is just going to be the sounds of somebody getting hit in the dick and being agonized over it. Well, now I have to now I have to include that. So we're we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, uh, just go ahead and watch it right now. <laughs> Roberto. Wait, what? <laughs> That's <a> Roberto? <laughs> okay, so the, the the person getting hit in the balls, was that Roberto? No, 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 no. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, just, like, uh, narrate what happens in the scene. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, the, they, like, have the camera set up, I imagine, to do, like, a Roberto opener. And their manager, uh, HK... He is the the guy in a hoodie. He's got the curly blonde, like uh, like super blonde hair. Um, uh, he comes out the like the front door or whatever to go down the stairs to I don't know get behind the camera or go do something. From off screen, I think from like lead band member Kevin Abstract, because I think we see him coming in a little later to like uh, like meet up with HK. What appears to be a hacky sack flies across and hits HK in the balls. He fully reels. I mean, you heard it. You you heard his reaction. Then why this is so funny to me <laughs> is that Roberto, who clearly had just had been like waiting for his cue to come in and like come up to the camera and do his thing opens the door, just sort of leans out, like, what's going on? He, like, walks up to the camera, does his Miyama Roberto bit, and HK suddenly realizing that him getting hit in the balls is going to be at the front of one of the music videos. <laughs> yeah. I don't laugh at, like, this sort of, like, slapstick physical humor very often. I don't tend to find it very funny, but I think why I enjoy this is because everything about this little moment is just like, like living in that house, they constantly doing shit, constantly uh, just being around each other and working together and, and finding out like, the one thing that I didn't mention about Brockhampton is that they met all on a, like, website and then, like, became friends online and decided to move in together and start a band. Oh, hell yeah. But they had no idea going in what actually living together with a group of 30 boys would be like. <laughs> it paints this picture of... People who want something so badly and believe in each other so much, but also are, like, even in moments of work and, you know, crunching down on something that they have all, like, mutually decided that they need to do, Mm -hmm. they're still joking around with each other. Like, they have learned enough about each other to, like be able to read situations in such a way that they can like i don't know like just roberto coming out and being like well i was gonna do this anyway yeah but this but my friend just got hit in the balls and i'm in a house of rowdy boys so i'm gonna further embarrass him <laughs> yeah because i like i know that it'll like it'll be good and again it'll be taken in good spirits because they're already yeah. laughing about it and like we've already decided that our lives are at least a little bit public or that cameras are running mm-hmm. especially because hk is the manager he's the one who reviews everything that goes out mm-hmm. like it was at least partially his decision for this to be included yeah and so even though he gets hit in the balls it is it still rings as wholesome. Yeah, it yeah it it does it does it does ring as wholesome because they all seem like friends or even even yet family because they all live together. Yeah, it's and, and especially like at the front of this 
video in particular, we're, we're not watching it right now, but uh, this video in particular has, like, all of the members of Brockhampton at that particular time, or at least, like, a lot of them, um, just, like, in a, like, at a gas station at night, like, jumping around and being rowdy and pumping each other up and, like, mouthing along with each other's verses. Mm-hmm. You know, there's honestly an element of naivete to it, but it's just so, for lack of a better term, because the title of the song is sweet, but it is sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. It's a nice, candid, sweet moment. Yeah. And it's funny. And again, it's a hacky, it looks like a fucking hacky sack. Like It looks the f- like a hacky sack. It's 30 boys living in a house together. They have hacky sacks. Are of you kidding me? Of course they have hacky sacks. There's no, there's no way that they, where do you think that hacky sack is now? <laughs> Probably underneath a foosball table. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It's currently under a foosball table. No, you know what? It's currently, like, wedged in the mechanics of the foosball table and nobody knows how to get it out. <laughs> oh, man. I, okay, I used to own a foosball table and I got, I I lost so many items because it <laughs> fell into the hole. Yeah, 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 for sure. I have to imagine that, like, at, like, foosball tables and, at, like, air hockey tables, at an arcade, shit, like, there's so much shit in there, and you know they don't clean it out. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't clog it, it's in there. Yeah. How many how many fucking key ring ducks that have that were awarded as prizes got lost in the foosball table? Too many. Too many. It's their home now. I will for I will forever associate key key ring rubber ducks with the arcade. I don't know. I don't know why. I've never owned a king ring dubber dubber rug. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Rorg, I don't own a king ring. Um, if if I was a little tiny creature, mm-hmm. a fantasy creature that was living inside an arcade, um, I would live in a pinball machine. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, okay. If you're a physical creature, then you don't want to be like making your home inside of the any of the electronic cabinets because that's a that's a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah. But if you're like a ghost, then then you can pick and choose. All right, but let's let's set the limits on this on this fake thing I made up. Let's mm-hmm. let's make it a little realistic. You're not a ghost. You're physical. Where do you live? In an in an arcade. I think that I. Is if I if I am allowed to pick the arcade, um, one of the arcades that's near here, uh, like ex- like used to be smaller and it was like you know had a like front facing bar, uh, but then they like expanded and now the like bar is in a completely different room in what used to be a different building. Uh, the like original front facing bar is abandoned. So I would live in that front-facing bar and, like, sneak snacks over there, like, when the, like, um, when the employees were gone. Okay. You're 100% valid. I'm a, I want to know what machine you live in. If it was just a fantasy arcade. (laughs) No bars. Okay, but a fantasy arcade would have a bar. (laughs) Don't, don't fucking. You know what? I'd live in the, uh, in the little, uh. I live in the little um under under sea compartment under sea under like the compartment that's like underneath where you put your drinks uh uh in the that's built into the um Pac-Man versus table that has four controllers. Um no answer that I give you will satisfy you so just like take I'm, one and I'm, t- take I'm, one and I'll take, take it. it. I don't know what that is, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, I want to talk about my thing. What's your thing? What my What thing? is your thing? What my what What is what is your my thing? thing? What is your thing? My thing is um uh that's another good drum roll. Mm-hmm. My thing is um 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 I okay I I, I have like just, a very did you just forget did you just forget your thing? I did not forget my thing. I have like a very specific way I want to word introducing it, and I kind of okay. forgot how to word it. So. 
I'm gonna, gonna put the Jeopardy music here. Hmm. Amy, you have 30 seconds to... Fuck, fuck, fuck. What is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> your question is, what is your thing? Not formatted in a typical Jeopardy question style, but you know what? Um, my, what I, t- I is... took I took over for Alex Trebek, and I make up the rules now. What is an environmental um um revealing in Tomb Raider? <laughs> Whoa! An environmental reveal? No, not a an the Tomb Raider okay. does this all okay. the time. All right, all right, okay. Mr. Grammar over here. Um, is... Okay. Have you ever played Tomb Raider before? No, I have not played Tomb Raider before. Yummy. I get to explain it. So, um... Holy shit, you you just got possessed. Oh, I've always been possessed. This is my normal talking voice. I have to... Oh my god. Okay, I gotta stop. It hurts. (laughs) So, Tomb Raider, for those of you who aren't a true gamer like me... Sorry, Jupiter, you're not a true gamer anymore. You haven't played Tomb Raider. That's um, fine. I can live with that. <laughs> um, so Tomb Raider is a game. Is It's been around for a... It's a game series. It's been around for a real long time, I think. I don't know. I don't know that much about Tomb Raider. I've only played two of the games. Um, but Tomb Raider is basically like a... Uh, mostly an exploration um, and, and shoot game. And also survival. So you you explore, you climb a lot, and you solve puzzles, environmental puzzles, and you also um, like collect like forage and scavenge things around you in your environment to to craft uh, weapons and other stuff. And then you also have to fight bad guys. And also um, you you raid tombs, which I think is cool because it's an entirely optional part of the game. Even though the game is called Tomb Raider, you could go the whole game without going in any of the tombs. Which Wait, I think hold is on. Pretty fun. C- quick question, and now I have to clarify: Are you talking about the Tomb Ra- Tomb Raider, like uh, w- the one that was like released in like 2015, 2016 or whatever, or are you talking about the original like PS One Tomb Raider? Um, I'm I'm specifically talking about um. Two of the more recent Tomb Raider games. Tomb Raider, which is just called Tomb Raider, and then it's from 2013, and then also... Because there are so many games that are just called Tomb Raider. There are so many. Yes, okay, yeah, and the other one I'm talking about is Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm only talking about those two because those are the only two that I have played. So, um, any other experience that anybody else has ever had with any other game called Tomb Raider, can't relate. Sorry. The only um, thing, the genuinely the only two things that I know about Tomb Raider are in the original PS1 game, you mostly just, you mostly did a lot of flips while shooting two guns. Okay. Uh, okay. Just, just a lot of flips, a lot of flippies, and then yeah. like, fought, fought dinosaurs or some shit. What um, the fuck? There's dinosaurs in that one? Uh, and then the the second thing that I know about Tomb Raider, which is from the like most recent trilogy is that uh they really 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 want to injure Lara Croft oh my in god the most they horrendous do. ways they do and i yeah i thought that was really yeah cuz okay like these past couple of days i've been playing uh, rise of the tomb raider and that is something i have absolutely noticed like so many anytime like you fail a prompt and like laura dies like it's always so fucking gruesome and then also even when in like mandatory scenes where like you're just like going through prompts and like walking and jumping off of cliffs and stuff she like lands super heavily or like crushes a rib or gets like hit in the head or something and i'm like why do you why are you why is she it, getting hurt yeah, so bad all the time isn't like one of the like one of the things in the first game is that like like in order to progress and this and succeed at the game is you do need to fall off a cliff and have a rebar spike jam its way into Lara's side. Uh, that's fully like I that's the sort of shit that remember. they do. I super don't remember because I did not play that. The last time I played that game was when I had I I played Xbox 360. 
So <laughs> it's well. been it's been a minute. Um, I, that, that that does sound vaguely familiar, though. But anyways, I'm not. That's that's just the overview of Tomb Raider. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about environmental reveals, which is uh, that's a weird way to word it, but it's like the only way I can think of wording it. And this this is this is my favorite part about Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider, this is the thing. So Tomb Raider, the the two games that I've played, they're both of them feature um like hidden uh ancient places um and discoveries like so many times you walk into a new area and there is like a dramatic music playing and then there's like a pan out of what you're looking at and it's like an ancient uh town that hasn't been seen by anyone for ages and there's vines everywhere and look at all the buildings and and Tomb Raider does this a lot in just these two games. Like, no, you you will never just discover one ancient city in a location. <laughs> There's like at least three. There's never just one. We're fucking um, we're fucking crawling in ancient cities. <laughs> we're fucking crawling in ancient cities. How did fucking, they How did they all not know each other? Like you fucking <laughs> you, you go down to the supermarket, you trip and you get trip. What do you trip on? It's a fucking ancient city. Yeah, but yeah, I was fucking trying to go to fucking the, I was trying to go to the arcade the other day, and I was taking my ship. And All right, well, the, but, but if you, but I, if you, but if you were if you were in the arcade, you were a little if you were little. Well, I I was on my way there, so I didn't I didn't get to the arcade and get cursed and turn little yet. That didn't happen yet. Okay. I'm still All right. There's lore to this. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking my boat. I I accidentally take a wrong turn. What the fuck? I'm in Atlantis. Get out of here. Yeah, you know, fucking going. Uh, I, you know, I was um, I was you know, I was go, I was fucking. Hold on, let me take it again. <laughs> take it from the top. Uh, oh, great action. I was fucking. You know, late at night, I had to fucking piss. I went yeah. to the bathroom. Hey, I can relate. Can, hey, can, 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 I can relate. Did, did my business? Yeah. Did, did my stuff? Came yeah. out, opened the door. Where am I? Fucking Minotaur's Labyrinth. Fucking goddamn. <laughs> Fucking Minotaur's Labyrinth. What are you doing in my bedroom? Get out of here. Get out of here. We're fucking crawling <laughs> in ancient city. Are there, so, <laughs> are there any minotaurs in Tomb Raider? I got them now. There's no minotaurs. There's no minotaurs. Sometimes there are demons. Um, yeah, there, there are demons sometimes, but, but, okay, so there's ancient shit, there's, okay, so basically what I'm trying to say is in Tomb Raider, there's a lot of dramatic shit that happens, you always discover something new, or you discover, uh, something, like, oh, something terrible happened here, and Tomb Raider does this really cool, great thing that I like a lot, they take advantage really well of, uh, space, I guess space and scale. Um, mm. They're really good at you arriving at a new place and making the the new city that you're seeing or um, the ancient like church that you just found. They're really good at making it seem massive and ginormous and like. And, and, and there's lots of different ways that they do that, like, in a sense of, like, you know how, like, when some things are further away, they kind of look bluer because, like, mm. I, don't, I don't know the science reason for that. Um, and also comparing, like, Laura's size to the things around you. I'm, yeah. I, I should probably mention, <laughs> I should probably mention that I have a very specific, um, I'm going to say phobia, but also, um interest i i have a slight um megalophobia and if y'all don't know what that is that is like oh right yeah 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 i've told you this before giant things scare the shit out of me like ginormous things if anything to scale is really big it just makes me really scared but at the same time, I think it's really fucking cool. It, yeah. it always gets me really... It's it's like every time I, I see something like that, I am both filled with absolute terror and then um, 
awe, but also excitement because I am terrified. Um, it's have, it's have you a ever really... played? Uh, have you ever played Shadow of the Colossus? I haven't. I know I need to. I know I need to because of this. <laughs> um, We're, we've gotten so far away from it now, but I I did a while ago Google Tomb Raider Minotaur, and there is one. <laughs> and I just and I but and I, I I the only reason why I am bringing it up now, even though the moment has passed, it's in Tomb Raider: The Last Revelation. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of it now. The it's. It's not it's not the greatest to look at, but there is one thing that I, I from the trivia section of this uh, fandom page that I wanted to read okay. um, because it just really and I'm sorry that <laughs> I feel like this is sort of like inserting itself into the middle of your thing. It's but okay. I do, but I do need to read this. Yeah, please. The Minotaur is indeed immune to gunfire and explosives, but it oh, can be killed simply Drive the motorcycle as far as you can and park it at the far left corner. Get into the mosque by foot and get the Minotaur to follow you. When he's pummeling the ground with his hammer, get on the bike. He will automatically be hit and fall back dead if you did it right. You must be very near the corner of the bike to hit him. Hmm. I love okay. I love that that is described as simply. Simply. Just put a just get on your motorcycle, drive around, let the Minotaur just die. It's the most, the, welcome to my labyrinth, Lara. I am the most, I am the most powerful minotaur. You cannot destroy me with your meager gunfire and explosives. Wait, what? What is, oh shit. Well, it's good to know in case I meet a minotaur. Yeah, just get on your motorcycle, drive to the corner, go into the mosque by foot, wait for him to slam down with his hammer, get on the bike, he'll instantly die. Yeah, it's good to know. I am, I am gonna, I am gonna get back to my thing. So, um, yeah, God, I really need to play Shadow of the Colossus because that's, this is literally why I'm talking about this Tomb Raider thing is because that's, that's one of my interests and that's what Tomb Raider does so good is that things Mm -hmm. are big. And they yeah. reveal things big, um, and that's and that's basically it. But I do, um, I want to talk specifically about one, um, one particular um, reveal, I guess, sure. which is my favorite, um, and it made me want to talk about this in the first place. So this one is from the 2013 Tomb Raider, which um, a little premise of the story is you're on a ship and you get stuck on an island. And as you progress for the, through the island and you try to escape, like, you notice that, like, uh, there's, a sh- there's a shit ton of other, like, crashed um, things there, like planes and ships and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then also as you progress more inner towards the island, you do notice that there are almost, there are artifacts from nearly every era and culture that you could think of, like, dating back to like super super ancient times um but also like dating back to world war ii and everything in between and it's really cool sure and um one of the one of the parts that you discover more um more proof of that how long does something have to be sitting around for it to become an artifact and not just some trash that's on the ground uh depends on how important you are because because a lot of like ancient artifacts are just like cups and vases That's and shit. That's true. Yeah. And dildos. And, so many dildos. And a lot of dildos. A lot of like a lot of little statues, little idols with really big boobs and butts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like little stuff like that. And I imagine like at the time it was just like, Well, I dropped my fetish statue somewhere. <laughs> D- dropped it in the dirt. Hope no and one if, finds and, it years later and knows my fetish. And if somebody walks by, it's like, oh, somebody dropped their fetish statue. Well, I better put this in the trash. This isn't this isn't anything. Well, that's that is one cool thing is that most of the stuff that um architect arche, archaeologists find are things that were like meant to be trash. Well, that's that's what I'm saying, is that like trash plus a thousand years is an artifact. Yeah. But like things, things disposed of in like a, 
in like a buried sort of way. That's that's why we find so much stuff that we think is important, but it's just trash because it's it was just it it was buried because people Ar- go buried things away. Archaeologists, archaeology archaeologists really are just history's sanitation workers. No, for real, they are. Um, so Tomb Raider. Um, that there's a specific place called Shipwreck Cove. And as I was playing the game, and I was walking... No, it's called Shipwreck Beach. I don't know why I fucking said Shipwreck Cove. As I'm walking down Shipwreck Beach, doing the fucking game, I see, like, a crashed plane. I see a boat. I see a pirate ship. I look up, and I see a fucking legit metal slug motherfucking battleship that is gi-fucking-normous, and it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh my god. And uh, just just the combination of seeing all those ships together and then seeing that motherfucking giant ass ship. I'm going to send you a picture of, of the good ship. Yee. Of the good ship. I will, I will include this on the Twitter as well. Um, so this is the good old ship. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a big ship. It's a, a big, big ship. fucking ship. Um, and I did That's... some research... Um, this ship is, um, from ship masters on the internet. It is a crudely recreation of a Fuso, uh, class battleship, which was, uh, designed in World War One, but also, um, they tried to use it in World War Two in Japan as well. But basically, that, in, that giant stack of things, those are all turrets, um, mm-hmm. and the ship itself is around, like, almost 700 feet long, so it's a big boy um yeah i you know okay i have two thoughts right now. okay okay my first thought is that looking at this picture i'm like if this was breath of the wild i could get over there no problem <laughs> i and know then, breath of the then, wild has ruined games for me because of that oh for sure every game needs a fucking hang glider yeah um uh second off i feel like this game like like it wants to present lara as being like really really small for like two sort of reasons just like from my outset of like one under the weight of past civilizations and the all of the history that was left behind and all of the stories left untold and under all of that lara here right now on this island is insignificant yeah She's just a she's just a witness. <laughs> but on the other the end of that, Lara also like is small when compared to everything around her. But yeah, physically. Physically, yeah. I mean, a roughly human-sized woman compared to uh, a battleship, yeah, pretty small. Yeah. But yeah. uh but also just like the game like you as a player are like acting in defiance of your insignificance and like lara's like lara's motivation sort of like i don't know like i i feel like there's a lot oh yeah for sure absolutely oh my god like i'm so glad you said all that because i i was i fucking came in with this having literally no like no sort of observations on any deep aspect of this i was just like i like big stuff (laughs) and and no all of you all the all of what you said is so fucking true like constantly the game is basically kind of telling you you don't matter they no and also the world doesn't fucking care about you you're trying you're getting almost killed constantly you're always around enemies you're just you're just a silent observer trying to preserve history in in some sort of sense or just trying to save a friend or trying to the usually the plot in in tomb raider isn't all that interesting it's kind of usually generic like oh i need to save my friend or i need to discover what my my father was spending all his life researching for and like i'm usually not that into it but Uh just like the 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 um motivation that Laura has going into a place is never what interests me. What interests me is what the environment is telling a story about. Because yeah. it's always telling a story. I mean that's and- the fucking thing. 
thematics are more important than plot and i've always i've always said this yeah 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 this this rings so true with tomb raider like anytime a cutscene happens in tomb raider i'm like i start looking at my phone i'm like yeah yeah i don't i don't really care but anytime i walk into a new location and see some shit or anytime i open up one of the artifact things that's that's another cool part of it um another small part that i like is um the artifacts that you find like they tell their own stories too in the smallest ways even if they are insignificant to the plot they always kind of tell a story and like you can observe them more and like unlock more hidden information about them and like that's what tomb raider does so good it does it it tells fucking history Mm, and it tells it through the viewpoint of a of someone who is obsessed with history and isn't a nerd for it, so you also appreciate it more because then every time you walk into a room, Laura's like, oh my god, holy shit, this is the most important, rarest thing I've ever seen. Holy shit, somebody must have drank shit from this cup at one point. It's a Yes, that's what, it's a, what she does, literally. It's a, wow, <laughs> this fucking cup is amazing. No, but that's the thing is... <laughs> Every time I when I open an artifact, her voice is so excited and amazed. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe it. I just found a cup that somebody pissed in from the era <laughs> of the 1300s. I, I wonder who pissed in this. It's, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I can yes. still taste the piss. And then you, you uh, use your R stick to rotate it so you can see the inside of the cup. And then, and then your controller vibrates and, and Laura says, oh, You can even see the inlaid stains of the piss. It looks like they, they ate celery right before they died while pissing in this cup. Oh. Amazing. Oh my god. There's a, little, there, there, there's a little bit of a hole in the bottom of the cup where their piss corroded through it. god i'm also sending i'm sending you one more picture of the ship but that's from further away just to show you how 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 big it is from far away too i yeah like it is so big i so big you never know what you're gonna get from an episode of enchanting aspects (laughs) you might get you might get uh, talks about uh, religion. You might get talks about pissing a hole through a cup. You never know. You never know. That's what's enchanting. Oh my god. <sighs> is that is that the episode? I think that might be the episode. What's, what's the moral of the story, Jupiter? Well, oh, what's the moral of the story on this one? Sometimes it, it it's easy to feel insignificant and that you don't matter compared to the things around you or even the people around you. Um, whether it's a giant battleship and the ever-present threat of death, or it's measuring yourself up against all of these, you know, talented, rowdy boys that you have housed yourself with. And it's important to remember that no matter how small you feel, well, one, you've always got to stay on your toes because you might get a rebar spike through your side or you might get hit in the balls by the hacky sack but yeah but you can always come back and you can always own what has happened to you and uh come out of it stronger and able to you know find your own self-worth in the in the circumstances that you find yourself in that's very good i also want to add that looking at both of these something that you think is insignificant or doesn't mean that much, or maybe was a small part of your life, someone else is going to look at it and take and get a lot more from it than you could imagine. Even if that's 100 years from now, even if that's five years from now, even if it's tomorrow, whatever you do or make or put into the world, even if it's trash to you, it's treasure to somebody else. If you're throwing out your cup, think pee in maybe, it. Pee in maybe, it. In, maybe pee in it. Maybe pee in it, the, just just so Laura can get excited about it. Fuck everything we've said up to this point. The moral of this episode is piss in a cup. Piss in a cup. Piss in a cup. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening to Enchanting Aspects. If you'd like to see the images that we have referenced this episode, you can go to our Twitter, at EnchantingPod. Uh, you could rate us on iTunes if you'd like. That'd be cool. Um, anything else? Hey, uh, I was on a podcast called Netflix and Kill very recently, uh, which is a fantastic podcast. It's on the Lunar Night Studio Network. Well, it's a, it's a movie. It's a podcast about horror movies, and me and Marty and Kai uh, watched a uh, watched one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid called Eight Legged Freaks, which is a wild ass movie. And there is a scene in it of an old man and a spider in a tent that made me laugh so hard that I legitimately missed the next, like, two minutes of the movie. <laughs> so definitely go listen to that episode. It's a really, really good episode. And it was a really uh, it was super duper fun to, to be on. Uh, go go listen to Netflix and Kill. It's a great podcast. Hell yes. Also, I think I totally forgot to mention this too, but a couple weeks ago, I guested in another podcast called uh, Gaming New Horizons, which has uh, Ray and Joe and Terrence, and they're all good, good buddies. And I was, I, uh, I was in an episode where they talked about the game Hearthstone, um, because I play that with my friends, and it was, it was real fun. And if you want to hear me talk about Hearthstone, then go listen to it. Um. I think that's it. Yeah. Love, love yourself. Believe in yourself. Hasta la pizza. <laughs> Hasta la pizza. <laughs> Resigned. Hasta la pizza. Amazing. I found the remnants of an outro for a podcast. If you look carefully, you can still see the clues of two idiots talking about shit that they like. Ow. I just got hit in the nuts with a, a nappy, happy sack. Nappy sack. I forgot what it's called. Happy nap. Snap. Bye. <laughs>